Welcome back to the Redot Dentistry Pre-Dental Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Lundquist, and I am laying my journey of getting accepted into dental school all out on the table so you can get in as well. Please make sure to follow this podcast for updates on Instagram at read.dentistry underscore podcast or Facebook at read.dentistry underscore pre-dental podcast. Now stay tuned for episode 18, where I talk about what's on top of all of our minds right now, the coronavirus. Thank you as always for tuning in. I especially want to take the time right now to thank all of you for being here and sincerely hope that all of you are doing well. I know on Tuesday I said today's episode would be about the next steps after taking the DAT. However, considering everything that's going on in the world right now, I just don't feel like that would be appropriate today. I think we need to acknowledge what's happening right now and start talking about how serious this is. I'm not trying to cause more reason to panic, but I think I would be doing all of you a disservice to simply ignore the number one story right now, not only in the United States, but in the world. Keep in mind, I am by no means an expert about the coronavirus. However, I do want to share with all of you what I have learned about this virus, the impact I already see taking place, offer my opinion on how I think this is going to affect you as pre-dental students and the dental community in general, and finally, I will offer suggestions as to what we can all do in times of uncertainty like right now. So stay tuned. So the reason that I feel like it's appropriate to talk about the coronavirus is because it's so prevalent right now. Um, you know, I'm a huge sports fan and I already see how big of an impact that's having just on the sports community last night as I was watching the um, the Dallas Mavericks game. Uh, it was announced that Rudy Gobert on the Utah Jazz has coronavirus, so he's an NBA player, and actually the Utah Jazz are, are my favorite team, and that caused their event, <coughs> or sorry, uh, that caused their game to be postponed, and the NBA eventually um, came out with the decision that they're going to suspend or postpone the remainder of the season. I don't know if they're going to continue play, but for now, it's being it's coming to a halt, and this is just one of the million um, different areas right now that are being impacted. So, I really feel like it's necessary to have a conversation about this today, and talk about um, not only how this is impacting our <clears throat> our communities and the country and the world, but us as um, you know future dentists and just the dental community in general. So I'm first going to start off this episode with what I have learned. And I'm just going to, I made an outline of this whole episode, so I'm just going to go point by point. I'm going to try not to get too off topic by each point, and I'm going to try to just be <clears throat> very clear in what I have written out, and I hope that all of you find this informational and helpful and that you can apply it to your own lives and help inform others if these are some of the things that you haven't heard so far because um, I have been doing a lot of research on this and listening to a lot of different, um, not opinions, I was just, I've really been trying to get all the facts as much as possible and I've been doing this for, for a period of two weeks um, where I've just been trying to really understand as, 
as best as I possibly can um, to not only benefit myself, but those around me and helping to educate them. So I hope that all of you who are listening to this podcast can also um, benefit from what I have learned. And I'm going to try my best to cite my sources um, as best as possible. So first, the coronavirus originated in Wuhu, China at the worst time possible. It's the, it was the worst time possible because I believe um, a lot of this was going on during Chinese New Year when obviously there was a lot of traffic in and out of the country. So, you know, obviously China is already huge in population and mix that with a ton of people traveling for the holidays and you kind of get the idea. And I believe that um, it started at one of the markets and I'm not going to go into too much detail about how the coronavirus, um, you know, evolved or, you know, or, or just like the origination in terms of, um, you know, what host the virus was, um, <clears throat> was prevalent. But all you need, all I really want to talk about for now is that it did originate in Wuhu, China and how that was, you know, maybe the worst possible location because now it's being transmitted throughout the world to the point where it's become a pandemic. And I'll talk about that a little more here in just a little bit. So the second point is um, there's a 45 minute video on YouTube that explains a lot of this and a lot of, um, you know, this is where I get a lot of my information. So I suggest that um, you guys check it out as well. I will provide a link to this video on my Facebook page and um, maybe on my Instagram page as well. I know that links can be a little bit hard on Instagram to disseminate, but I'll see, I'll, I'll try to look into that to see if I can do something in respect to that. But, um, you know, go on Facebook and uh, give a like to my page if you haven't already. It's the read.dentistry underscore pre-dental podcast, read spell R-E-E-D. Um, you can also request me as a friend if that's easier. And that's, um, my name is Jordan Lundquist, J-O-R-D-A-N. Um, Lundquist is L-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. Um, but for reference right now, the video is called Coronavirus, How the Deadly Epidemic Sparked a Global Emergency. And it's by ABC News In-Depth. And this video, I think it's a really good video. It um, does a lot of interviews and investigation as to how the, coronas, the coronavirus started. And you can find out a lot of information um, from that as well. My next point is, um, it seems like it's most detrimental to the elderly, but the young are also being affected as well and hospitalized. I learned this yesterday from a doctor in Italy. So don't just think that because you're not 80 years old that you aren't subject to um, you know, potential consequences because even if your immune system is great and you'll be able to get through that, you can still spread that to other people. Um, right now, Italy is a mess and on lockdown. Um, there's still a lot more that I need to research in this regard, but just realize that, you know, maybe here in the United States or wherever you are could be heading in that direction as well. And we need to prepare for that possibility. The incubation period is believed to be between one and 14 days. Um, the and a lot of this information here that I'm going over about the incubation period and, um, you know, and then the next point about um, how it's possible to spread when you're asymptomatic. So whenever you're not really showing symptoms, you can still spread it. And so that's why it's kind of difficult too. You don't know if you have it and you might be spreading it to somebody else. But anyways, this information I actually just pulled from um, an interview that ESPN was doing with a doctor that they brought on set today. 
Um, and then he also said that, you know, fever, coughing and aches, um, this is believed when you're having, you know, these symptoms, um, you know, fever, coughing and aches, this is when it's believed that the major the majority of the transmission occurs. But that's not to say that's the only time and millions are being impacted. Um, so this is, this is moving back to um, other things that I have, you know, th these are coming from other sources, just like when I talked about, um, you know, the NBA has suspended their season, it looks like the NCAA tournament might be canceled, I'm not sure, you know, other sporting events are being held uh, without spectators. And there's so many other areas that I'm sure you know about, I, I know a lot about sports, because that's, you know, one of my main interests. Um, but yeah, millions are being impacted. Events are being canceled here in Pittsburgh. The um, just one of the events that's been canceled so far is the St. Patrick's Day parade, um, and businesses are being shut down. Also, schools and I already mentioned the sports community, um, and yeah, businesses. That's a huge one. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't being able to travel right now as well um, for obvious reasons, which is going to infect the food in industry the hotel industry, um, you know, and so many other things. And also, um, one of the biggest things is there's so much we don't know. And, and, you know, there's so much we don't know, not only about the virus, but what is to come. And that's one of the biggest points about all of this is we don't know. And that's why we need to be as cautious as we possibly can. I don't think you can be overly cautious at this time. Um, I know that there is a vaccine in progress. And I know that because um, well, my wife actually works at the University of Pittsburgh and, um, you know, and, and close to her department, there's, um, you know, a particular research department that has the coronavirus, you know, a sample that they got and they're developing vaccines. However, I'm, I'm pretty sure it even mentioned this and maybe in the video that I already referenced or another video that I've seen, um, even if a vaccine is developed, it's going to take 18 months to be able to get that out to the public. So, you know, that's, also, you know, a cause for concern. It's going to be a slow moving thing until we find a solution. So that's why right now isolation and quarantine is necessary. Um, and also, um, yesterday, WHO, which I believe stands for um, World Health Organization, I could be wrong on that. But, it, you know, you've seen it across the news as who WHO, um, they upgraded the virus to pandemic status. According to Merriam-Webster, a uh, pandemic means occurring over a wide geographic area and affecting an exceptionally high proportion of the population. So pretty much this is a virus that's spreading over the world. I don't think that's a secret. Um, and there's so much more we could say, but yeah, the number one thing is we don't know. And that's why we can't be overly cautious or make fun of those who are. We just have no idea. Um, so that I just talked about the things that I have learned and um, next, I'm going to move into the impact that this virus is having. The first impact that comes to mind and the most serious impact right now, and I really hope, um, I pray that none of you have been directly impacted in this way, or, you know, if you've had a loved one that's passed away or a friend, um, you know, you have my complete uh, empathy and sympathy, and I really hope the best for you. And I hope that all of you know, everyone that you're close to is safe, but the number one impact right now is death. At first, I heard about 1% of those infected, um, you know, those are, those are the statistics for the mortality rate, but I know it's actually a little bit bigger than this uh, currently. 
And this is a huge number, especially if this continues to spread. Um, 1% is very, very large. There's over 7 billion people in this world right now. So that's pretty scary to think about. Um, worldometers info or dot info worldometers.info has reported that 126,628 um, cases are confirmed worldwide. And this is probably a low ball number to be honest, because like I already mentioned, um, it's not really known how many people have the virus because symptoms can be asymptomatic. People might just not have gone in. So there's no way to have, I don't think there's any way to have an accurate number, but this is just what's been confirmed so far. And there's been 4,638 deaths um, from that number. So doing the math, that's actually 3.66%. That's well above the 1% mortality rate. Um, last week, I did hear that the average age of death is 80 um, and there has been, I know, actually, ironically, um, the doctor who discovered the coronavirus in China, he was, I think, in his 30s, he ended up passing away from the coronavirus, uh, I think, six weeks after the discovery, or maybe six weeks after he contracted it. So, um, yeah, this is something that's definitely impacting our communities. Um, and it does seem that the elderly are more at risk. Uh, and I know, too, that the that children are less at risk, but they can transmit the disease. However, um, you know, obviously don't be complacent. Um, you don't want to spread that, especially to the elderly, but we don't know how this virus could evolve. Um, you know, the more that's in our communities, the more of an attack um, it can have in our immune systems. And, you know, that can cause, um, you know, a lot of problems in itself. So, um, the next thing I want to talk about in terms of the impact is the distribution. Um, like I said yesterday, it was upgraded to a pandemic, so that means it's being distributed worldwide. Um, China, Italy, Iran, South Korea, France, Spain, Germany, and U.S. in that order have the most cases, with China being the most by far at nearly 81,000 followed by Italy at 12.4 thousand, Iran at 9 thousand, and South Korea at 7 thousand. I think those other countries were around 2 thousand, um, but these are the confirmed cases, not the amount of deaths per country, because right now um, we know that there's been a little over 4.6 thousand deaths, and this number is current, um, you know, according to worldometers.info as of March 12th, which is today, um, and this number will certainly grow. I actually stopped counting after 60 when seeing how many countries have had at least one case, and there were many more. I would say probably around 100 different countries um, have at least one confirmed case of the coronavirus. The U.S. has banned travel from Europe. Um, the virus brings oh brought the Dow to uh, bear market. So that was actually a headline according to, or sorry, a headline on LinkedIn. So obviously there's a huge economic impact, uh, um, you know, affecting the stock markets. Um, people are losing millions, maybe billions. I have seen my, I know personally, I've seen my own ERA dramatically decline. Um, I don't have, you know, I'm, I'm pretty young right now, so I don't have a ton of money invested, but I already did start and I'm seeing that, you know, fall, um, which is a cause of concern, but I'm definitely not alone in that company and people I've already lost a lot more than I have personally, and uh, supplies are scarce, and people have started ransacking. So ransacking, I'm sure you know what that means, but 
you know, there's been a lot of fights breaking out over supplies. Um, you know, people might be looting or just stealing supplies and trying to sell those supplies. You know, there's been a lot of price gouging going on. Um, I know, like, I think last week I saw two ounces of hand sanitizer that was sold for $50. And that's extremely unfortunate that people are, are um, you know, trying to capitalize in their own pockets at a time when there's so much panic. And I feel like, you know, they're trying to take advantage of, um, you know, people's fears. And that's, that's sad. I also realized that, um, you know, this is, uh, an extremely desperate time for a lot of us because, um, you know, I know myself personally, I'm being impacted by the amount of income I can bring in as an Uber driver. So, you know, it's definitely, it would be an easy time to be desperate and try to start taking advantage of other people. But, you know, this is just going to have a negative, uh, consequence, on everybody if the more selfish that we are so we really need to work together and try to help each other out um and you know in our communities or countries or or wherever um so that include or sorry that concludes um the impact that um or you know obviously there's way more impact than what i just mentioned there's so many other things but that's as far as i'm going to talk about um right now in terms of the direct impact uh, you know, the things that come to my mind the most in terms of the impact that coronavirus is having. And I'm next going to move in um, on the impact on the pre-dental and dental community. So this is going to be a little bit more specific um, for us and in this podcast. But before I do that, I do want to uh, thank Anchor um, for making this podcast possible, for making it possible for me to be able to talk about this right now and disseminate the information that I have learned regarding the coronavirus. Moving into the impact this is having on the pre-dental community, or at least the impact I believe it's going to have, um, the biggest thing is I don't know what impact it's going to have, and this is what is most concerning. Um, Depending on where you are, you might not be going to classes on campus, or you might want to reconsider scheduling your test. Um, You might want to consider isolating yourself or avoiding large groups, Certainly, if you are already sick or showing symptoms, you don't want to spread that and you don't want to put yourself at more risk or the ones around you. Um, so if you're taking a Kaplan course, or I think even DAT boot camp I saw offers in-person courses, you might want to see if there's an alternate option to um, start taking whatever course you're on online for, you know, to prepare for the DAT. And, you know, I don't know... Um, Like I said, I don't know if you already are scheduled to take the DAT or when you're scheduled, but that's definitely something you might want to consider and you might want to see what the testing center, what their policy is right now. They might have, um, you know, forced you to reschedule it anyways. Um, If you have a job to help supplement your education, because I understand that college is expensive and there's a lot of expenses coming up with applying to dental school, you also might be impacted um, so yeah, I, you know, you have, I, I'm, you know, very sorry if you fall into that category because I'm going through that myself right now. Um, but you know, just, you know, there's hope, there's definitely hope for you. You know, it's not, it's not like, uh, this is going to be something that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. But right now you just have to, um, 
you know, embrace it and just look for ways to, you know, maybe, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, but to get creative with uh, bringing in money, you know, start thinking outside the box a little bit, because it's definitely possible. Um, While it might be more challenging to make money right now, yeah, you can look for ways to save. Um, So I realize, and I also realize that this might be counterproductive. But again, I'm not an economics. um, I'm not an economics uh, expert. So yeah, you know, obviously, if you're not making that much money right now, you you have to look for ways to spend less. And that's going to mean that, you know, somebody else isn't going to make a dollar. And so that might be that's why I said it might be counterproductive. Um, But if you don't have the money to spend, then you can't spend it. So that's just the unfortunate uh, thing about this, you know, these situations that we face. Um, Most of everyone in the country is going to face financial setbacks. That's very true. So like I said, with the stock market, I mean, it's it's going down for everybody. It's not just me. So, you know, keep that in mind, too, that uh, we're all in this together. Um, everybody can relate in this aspect. Um, you know, we can at this time, we can be more sympathetic and, you know, have more empathy for others. And so this is like I said earlier, this is the time to get creative and think outside the box for ways to make money. Um, for myself, this is a suggestion that I could offer to you if you're in a similar th- situation. But fortunately, I live close to a dollar store and can sell items for reasonable prices. So I can be that middleman. I use Mercari a lot. Um, and this, you know, not only helps others get this doesn't only help others get the supplies that they need at this time, but this also helps me a little bit, um, you know, just for uh, an additional source of revenue. Um you know, and you know, you might look at that and, and think that I'm taking advantage of others at this time. But um, I, I don't really think so. Because if not, they're not because there's so many people in this country or in this world who don't have the convenience of living close to a store or, you know, or really much at all where they can just go in and buy whatever they need. So they they have to rely on, um, you know, things coming in online. And so, you know, obviously, there's a a certain price that has to be paid more for that than, you know, um, because it isn't, it's definitely a convenience that you're paying for, for it to show up at your door. And then it, um, you know, for me to go out and get these items, I'm putting myself at risk by going out there. So I do think there needs to be an additional charge. But what I'm trying to do is be responsible and reasonable in a way that's going to help myself and help others because I'm, I'm not trying to price gouge and like set things for ridiculous prices. I'm really not. I do think that it's a way for me to help others get what they need and, you know, help pay my bills at the same time because, um, you know, I'm not alone in saying that I have rent to pay, you know, I have um, a family to feed. And so, yeah, it's, it's hard whenever, um, you know, I can't depend on the sources of income that I have been depending on because of this virus. Um, and I, like I said earlier, I'm an Uber driver. So, um, and, and, and the thing that's unfortunate is I'm not even sure about um, this anymore. I'm not sure if I should be going out and, um, you know, giving people rides because I might be, you know, um, I, I, I could be the cause of spreading this virus and making it, um, you know, more uh, prevalent 
in, in our country. So I, I'm not even sure that it's right for me to continue being a driver. However, I'm not going to judge those who are because, you know, people got to, um, you know, pay rent at the end of the month. So it's definitely a, a hard um, situation that I'm going through right now. I have to ask myself whether, um, you know, it's worth it. And right now, you know, today I decided not to go out and drive. And, and that's something that's that's a little bit different for me. So, um, you know, I'm trying to sell stuff on Mercari, um, you know, whether it's my own items or items that I see at the dollar store just to help out at this time. Um, so that, uh, you know, a lot of that impact is, um, you know, is um, stuff that we're going through as a pre-dental community. But I also want to talk about the impact this this is having on the dental community. And this is just, this is more speculation, um, but uh, but these are things that I think makes clear sense. And you'll see why um, here um, in a little bit as I move into the, uh, you know, the impact that I think is definitely going to, um, and, and I don't know when it's going to stop or how long this is going to go on, but this is definitely a, a trend that I'm predicting and for obvious reasons. And that's because, you know, patients have to come into a dental clinic, obviously, to receive their their healthcare. And, um, you know, we don't know, you know, dentists don't know, this can be applied to anyone, really, when you're meeting somebody else, or you do, and you haven't been around them all day, you have no idea where they've been. So you don't know what they're bringing into the dental clinic. Um, and, you know, obviously, you're working in close proximity with these people. And so this, I know that this um, virus is easily uh, transmitted, you know, through, through, through the air. So it can, um, enter through your nose, um, your mouth, your, um, you know, your eyes. So, you know, a lot of those, uh, you know, the mucous membranes or, or whatever the, you know, whatever route of transmission that is, but, you know, airborne droplets getting into your system. So you can definitely see how that would, um, be very possible when going to the dentist. So dentists have to be aware of these things and those, visiting the dental office have to be very aware of that possibility. Um, and you know, this is, this is something I think about a lot because my dad is a dentist. He has his own practice here in Pennsylvania. And I know that here there's already 16 cases and, um, I live here in Pittsburgh and I know that there's at least one case in Pittsburgh so far. So it's here and, uh, it's probably just a matter of time before it gets to where you are at as well. I'm, not trying to be super pessimistic. I'm just trying to be as realistic as possible. So yeah, each person who comes in provides a greater and greater risk of spreading that disease. So or that virus. So um, you can imagine that there's going to be less people going to the dentist that there's going to be an economic impact on those, uh, you know, on dentists, the dental community in general, as more people become aware of what's going on and uh you know the seriousness of of the unknown really because maybe it's not as serious as what we're making out to be but maybe it's more serious so that's it's you know a lot of times we fear uncertainty and that's definitely the case right now um you know however it's not like dental you know it's not like dentists are just going to go away because emergencies still exist and people are always going to need treatment you know it just depends on how urgent that treatment is. So there's going to be more opportunities, I would think, um, or there'll still continue to be opportunities for cases of emergency. Um, but, 
you know, the, the daily routine is definitely going to be interrupted, I, I would imagine. Um, and then, you know, for dental and, and in the, the dental community, I know there's conventions and meetings and lots of times these meetings um, could be worldwide or, you know, just, you just here in the United States. Um, you know, I was talking to a dentist a few weeks ago who's going to a convention. I think it's the White Coat Doctor Convention. I'm not sure if that's still scheduled or if maybe it's already happened, but if it is, I'm sure that there's going to be rearrangements made because there's so many travel restrictions right now. So next I'm going to move into what we should do, you know, how should we respond to all of this. The first thing that I believe we should do is stay inside and isolate ourselves as much as possible until the situation improves. So I know that this is going to be a disruption to a lot of the things that we like to do every day. It's definitely an inconvenience, but I think we at least need to take the time to reconsider on you know, reconsider whether or not we should do, you know, whatever it is that we want to do that we would normally do, you know, um, just think about, you know, your daily routine. And this can be hard because, you know, just like simple things like, you know, how many times you touch your face, you need to start thinking about. And these are things that we usually don't have to worry about, which is, uh, you know, that's, that's, I think sometimes we take that for granted, you know, the daily routine and, and the fact that we're allowed to do whatever we want. But now I think we need to consider the impact that our actions might have. And, you know, that might include isolating ourselves more um, until the situation improves. The other thing is, um, you know, don't panic and overcrowd hospitals. That's probably the worst thing that we can possibly do because it's taking away from people who actually need medical attention. You know, right now, resources are scarce. Um, you know, hospitals are becoming overcrowded and it's making it hard for the people who need the attention um, to get the attention that's necessary for them in the moment. And this can just have, you know, f you know, even for, you know, thinking selfishly, this could impact us, you know, when we might need it later, but we want to be selfless and, and being aware of those who most need the treatment. So, you know, don't go to the hospital for every little thing. Um, that's advice. That's pretty sound advice that you'll see across the board from medical professionals and those who are at hospitals. The next piece of advice I give is study, 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 not just for the debt, obviously, uh, and school, but study money and what to do during times of economic downfalls, because, you know, money is a serious thing right now. You know, money in a way makes the world go round because, you know, we need that to provide for our basic needs, um, you know, for survival. So, um, you know, this is probably an opportunity where you are going to be able uh, where you're going to be home more often and you're, you might start to get cabin fever. So take advantage. Don't just waste your time, you know, study, read books, go on YouTube. There's so many different sources where we can learn about what to do and receive sound advice from people who have been through these type of things before. And they've, they've actually thrived in um, unfortunate circumstances and benefited from it in the long run. Um, I've mentioned there's YouTube videos, podcasts, and books right now. I'm reading rich dad, poor dad by Robert T. Um, Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki. So he's from Hawaii and uh, his book's great. I was reading this, you know, I started uh, listening to the audio book for this, um, you know, before I started becoming really, really concerned about coronavirus. But, um, you know, that's a great book. Um, Mark Cuban, Seth Godin, uh, Patrick Bet David. These are all people that I listen to um, on YouTube or wherever. And I, I love their 
their input and their advice on economics because these are people who are doing it themselves. You know, um, I don't really know too much about Patrick, but David, but I do love his um, YouTube channel called Valuetainment. He gives a lot of great ad- advice on what to do during um, these these times when the market is seemingly crashing. But yeah, Mark Cuban, I really love. He's actually a Pittsburgh native and you know, obviously he's very successful. And, you know, I think at least four hours every day he spends just reading. So that's how important learning is. And that's going to, you know, knowledge is def- definitely power. So now's a great time to invest in yourself personally by just learning as much as you can. Um, listen to advice from the CDC, local officials, and stay tuned to news for updates. You know, we constantly want to know what's going on so we can be aware of, of you know, the things around us. That way we can stay safe. Um, also, you know, be smart, wash your hands, you know, use, um, you know, now's the time to um, improve your your hygiene for sure. Um, you know, you know, hand sanitizer isn't the most effective way to, um, you know, make sure you're your, um, you know, staying away from the virus, you know, obviously there's no guarantee even with washing your hands, like you could still contract the virus, but, you know, washing your hands with soap and water thoroughly is, um, you know, a a better way of, um, you know, keeping yourself clean, your hands clean and, you know, the surfaces you touch, uh, you know, you want to disinfect the surfaces you touch, but you get what I'm saying. Um, then hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer is a great alternative if you don't have, you, you know, for when you're on the go, if you don't have a water, an immediate water source as well. So, you know, those are obvious things that you've heard before. But also what I want to say is keep things in perspective. While it might seem right now like we are heading towards an all-time low, opportunities will arise um, you know, history repeats itself. We've seen really, we've had times um, in our in our history as as a country or in the world where um, you know we've we've been you know in lower places, and then opportunities eventually arise. And you know, look for those opportunities. While the market might be terrible right now or heading in that direction, it could be the best time to start investing. It could be the best time to buy things, you know, stocks or just items that have value that you couldn't afford before that are going to be at lower prices. And that's going to help set you up for the future. Um, And then the final piece of advice before I end this episode is find reasons to be thankful and learn from this and to prepare yourself um, better for when this happens again. So I hope, you know, I hope you're generally a thankful person, uh, you know, who shows gratitude, but, you know, start thinking about the things that are most important in life right now. It's really not money. It's not um, our occupations. It's, it's the people around us. It's, it's our relationships. So keep that in mind. Look for ways to help others as best you can at this time. And yeah, um, you know, we want to always learn from this so it doesn't repeat itself. And obviously we can't control outbreaks of viruses, but we can do our best to contain them and educate ourselves so the situation doesn't become worse and we can be more prepared so we're not having to rush to the store and buy supplies or, um, you know, and and maybe we can learn to save more money so the next time, um, you know, uncertainty arises, we don't have to panic financially. That wraps it up for episode 18, Coronavirus, What Does It Mean for Dentistry? Thank you as always for joining me. Any of you can always feel free to contact me at jordanreed394 at gmail.com. 
Tell me what you like about the podcast and some improvements you'd like to see so this show can be more beneficial for all of us. Also, if you're enjoying what you are hearing, please do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast by hitting the subscribe button on whichever platform you're listening from so you can receive the latest updates. And please take just a minute of your time to leave this podcast to review. This will help tremendously in keeping this podcast going. Also, please share this podcast with someone else you think could benefit from it. I've now started a Facebook page for this podcast. You can go on Facebook and join the read.dentistry underscore pre-dental podcast, or just follow this podcast on Instagram at read.dentistry underscore podcast. On Tuesday, I will get back on track with the direction I intended to move towards today and talking about the, the preceding steps after taking the DAT. Stay safe and until next time, peace.